So glad you are availing yourselves to the powerful message provided by Wisdom Connection, the media ministry of Wisdom International Network Ministries, where individuals have been helped to shape their future to fulfill their God-given destinies. We pray that ensuing message will enable you to find fulfillment in life. Now let's receive the message. The promise of God is very key for our survival. I'll be emphasizing this here more of relational things because I'm a lover of relationships. I'm the one that when I get the tag to you, it will take me a lot to pull off. So I want to emphasize on relationship because our dealing with God is more on a relational level than a religious level. Mm -hmm. See, religion teaches us things to help us to reach out to God. But relationships exposes us to what we have in God. Religion will always make you feel guilty if you don't do the X, Y, and Z that you're supposed to do to reach out to God. But when you have a relationship with somebody, you don't need X, Y, and Z. Sometimes the way you even breathe around somebody interprets your breathing to the person. I'm talking about a relationship. Our God is not inanimate. Is that how you say it? He's not an immaterial thing, then you can have stuff checked. Like I'm going to check my car, engine, oil, uh, what do you call the wiper, water, what do you call it? Antifreeze, water freeze, and then uh, pump, pump in the tire, and then and say, okay, the car is in good shape. God doesn't deal with us that way. God deals with us through his breath. And breath, in the original sense, is spirit. When God created everything about you, he didn't leave you to become a robot. But he breathed his spirit into you so that you will have a connection with him. The breath of God in the nostrils of man is what gives man connection to God and God connection to man. You see, all the material things God used in creating you is to have physical relevance. Say physical. physical. Come on, say it like you did. Say physical. 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 If you check out of this body, you have no physical use. We can't hold you, we can't touch you, we can't make jokes with you, we can't smile with you. So God wants us to dominate this place, so He took part of the substances already created in this earth to create you. So after you become aware of your existence, the first thing you have to do as a human being is to relocate back to where you came from. That's your spiritual source. You see, religion has taught us to uh, walk around more of the material form that we don't emphasize of the immaterial, which is more important. The immaterial is the spirit. So the Bible says God is the spirit. They that should walk with God should walk with Him in spirit and in truth. It doesn't mind. Maybe you should close your eyes and act as if 
the things around you are not in existence. No, it simply means that you have to understand the principles in which God operates mm-hmm. and work your way through those principles rather than give God do's and don'ts. Because the moment you begin to do that, then you're treating God like a robot. And God doesn't treat you like one. Are we still talking about the promises of God? So when God created man and he wants to relate to man, he gave him just one rule. And the rule is take control of everything. Say everything. Everything. Come on, sound like you know what you're saying. Take over everything. Everything Everything. Everything means everything. But for the differentiation to come between God and humanity, he says this one thing don't do. Why is that? Because he wants us to know the hierarchy, the order in authority. So when man did that one thing against God, God did not throw man away. But it still worked a way for man to come back to him. So becoming aware of your spiritual condition should be your first and foremost priority as a man. Mm. As a human being, your first and foremost priority in life, after you've become of age, that legally people will say, now he's a man or he's a woman, the next thing you have to seek or be on a quest for is where you came from, what you're here for and where you're going. You see, if you understand these three things, it helps you to relate to God and to the world in which you're living in better. Because without your understanding of your source, you will not have enough resource. Yeah. I'll pause here for you to think about it. Without understanding of your source, you will not have enough resource because it's your source that releases the resources is placed in you for you to be able to live a good life on this planet and not just a good life but live a mark here before you go back to where you came from. We're from somewhere, we're going somewhere. Say it after me. Yeah. We're from somewhere, yeah. we're going somewhere. If you understand this, then destiny shouldn't be difficult. Because the moment you discover your source, your source reminds you of the resources is giving you, and then you will discover the purpose why you're here, and then find your destiny. So the promises of God in Him, the Bible says in First Corinthians chapter one twenty, you can read it. It says in Him are yea and amen. It means that when God gives you a promise, He gives you a promise intentionally to give you an expectation of how your life is going to turn out to be. See, what religion has taught us is the moment God gives us the promise, bam, it should happen. Mm. Well, let me say this again. Promise rather raises your expectation for you to know how your end is going to become. So promise brings expectation, and Proverbs says our expectations shall never be cut off. Let me say that again slowly. Until promise, we're living in general issues. But the moment he says, she says, I'm going to be there to give you that money. Now we don't live in general issues anymore. We zero in into expecting him or her to show up and to give us the money. So most people in life become disappointed in life because one, they don't know what they want. And two, they listen to people who don't have what to give them. And they wrap the expectation on the words of those people 
And the people were not able to deliver, so now they're disappointed. Everybody's still here. Yes. Because until promise, there's no what? Expectation. Until I told you I was going to come to your house, you weren't looking forward for me coming to your house. Until I told you, oh, I'll call you later, you weren't looking forward for me calling you later. But the moment my word went out into your ears and it resounded in your ears and you accepted it, it became what? A promise. And that promise raised your expectation. So don't take people's words if you don't trust them. Don't give your heart to people who haven't proven that their words mean something. Because in life, that's the easiest way to become disappointed in life. When you give your heart to words, it doesn't mean anything. See, we're living in a generation that a lot of people think that they can just press buttons to get results without going through first the process. You see, the promises of God and Him are yet and amen, but He has to go through a period of time, which is called process. Amen. And that process de depends on the promise, the promised, promissor and the promise, right? Mm -hmm. I'm there with English right now. The one who promised has nothing to do with you that have been promised. He has the power to make that promise come to pass. Do you have the power to stand to see the promise come to pass? Mm -hmm. So you see, the period where the promise is given and the time it takes for the promise to come to pass is dependent on the promise or the one that has been promised. Abraham was given a promise by God. And through God's word, Abraham looked forward for a child. Because he was already declared a father of many nations. His destiny has been established. Like most of you, your destiny has been established. But you haven't discovered that destiny because you're dancing around the promises of God for your life. And you're taking in words from people who themselves don't know where they're going. So when God told Abraham, this and that is what I'm going to do, you see, Abraham believed God, and if the belief that Abraham believed God, that God counted to him as righteousness, not the works he did. So the promise can bring you to a place in favor with God. I hope somebody's writing these things down. A promise can bring you to a place in favor with God because when a promise is given, the one who promises is looking at the attitude of the one promise to see if they are believing and trusting wholeheartedly what they've been promised to come to pass. So after Abraham was promised by God, Abraham didn't hesitate. He took it hook, line, and sinker. So when you read Romans, the Bible says that for a reason for Abraham to doubt God's promise was present. The guy was well in pain, the wise woman was withering. Every indication shows that this promise is far gone. It's over what do it won't come to pass. But because Abraham believed God with his whole heart, he still did not stagger as what? God's promise. That's what I'm talking about. If you're a child of God and you want to make it this year and be able to see fruits of your life become materialized, I'm teaching you. 
Do this and your life will never be the same. Bind your heart with the promises of God. Bind your heart because if you don't, you see circumstances and situations will change. And the circumstances and the uh, situation does not determine the integrity of God. What determines the integrity of God is how dear you've held the word of God to your heart. Hebrews says that because God could not swear by any greater things, because promises goes with what? Oath. I will do it. Oh, I don't trust you. Then I swear by this that I will do it. So because people don't trust easily, oath is necessary. The Bible says that Abraham was promised by God. And God looked around to give Abraham a guarantee, a surety of what he told him. He looked around, he couldn't promise by anything. If he promised by the tree, the trees will wither. Mm-hmm. We're in winter, right? Yes. They are dead as winter, but weather. If you promise by anything, that thing will short live. And the Bible says, listen, listen, child of God, listen clearly. The Bible says, because Abraham did not swear by anything, because he created all things, he swore by himself. So, child of God, let me give you a prophetic word. As long as you combine your heart with the promises of God for your life, you'll never fail in life. Amen. Because God will die to see his promises fail. I mean, God cannot die. I don't need a religion. God will make sure that if you bind your heart with his promises, you will stand by his word to see his word come to pass. Why? Because he is his word and his word is himself. Say it after me. God is his word and his word is himself. So for you to trust God to the point of dying to see God's promises come to pass, God will live to see you live. Amen. Don't give your heart to things that are temporal. Don't give your heart to things that will just last for the light God puts you here. Give your heart to things that will last you. Those are the things you can trust God for. Things that are impossible. Those are the things God does. So if your life has become a little challenging for you from the beginning of the year until now. This is the last Sunday of February. The year is still new. Mm-hmm. I still wish people yeah. have a new year. Driving sitting down the beginning of the year till now, I said, I wish them happy. The year is still new. Take this word and just put it in your hearts. Let it sink deep in your spirit to understand that if you're not dealing with a man that can lie, and you're dealing with a God who is able to do far more exceedingly abundantly above what you can think or expect according to the same power he's placed inside of you. Use that power. And now allow the promises of God to come alive again in you. Because I believe, and I believe strongly, that those that have relationship with God should not sweat small stuff. Those that have relationship with God should seek God for things that no human mind can do. So if what you're going through, man can help you out of it, you don't need God. Stop sweating it. And start complaining about it. Why? Because your complaints reduces your creative ability to see that thing come to pass. You trust God. Why am I saying that? 
Because there are a lot of God's people who quote the Word of God, but they don't live the Word of God. Mm -hmm. When something is part of you, you know when it's it, when it becomes evident and it's clear for everybody to see when adverse winds blows. Yeah. Don't tell a friend you love that friend until the friend goes through crisis. You don't even have to say it. The way you stand quietly by them and see them through it becomes a clear definition of your belief system. Mm -hmm. People are now used to throwing words around without acting the word. So when do you know God is at work in your life? Personally, I always say this, if I have to give testimonies, days on end will end because I know where I came from. I know where I've been. I know where, what I've been through and I know where I am right now. I'll never complain a day in my life. Because when I look at what God has taken me through and where he's brought me, he has better in store for me. I don't know about you. But I want to give you three scriptures that can help you establish your faith. When God made a covenant with the children of Israel, the Bible says he couldn't swear by any greater thing. Amen? Amen. He swore by himself. Say he swore. He swore. Come on, God swears. He swore by himself. And when God swears by himself, it meant business. It means that for me to see you go down, I will go down first. How many of you believe that? Psalm 91. I said three scriptures and I'll let you go. Do this and your life will never be the same. Amen. Minister, that should be the topic. Do this and your life will never be the same. The promise of God series. Think yes. of Psalm 91. Yes. Look at 9 and 10. It's just simple. We don't read the whole chapter. It says, because thou hast made the Lord which is my refuge, giving the Most High thy habitation. Most of you haven't made God your habitation. You come and go, come and go. You come and go, come and go. If you're the type of person who comes and go, you're unstable as water. The Lord asks me to tell you, you never excel. Don't come and go. Establish yourself in the house of God. And before you can establish yourself in the house of God, establish yourself in God. Christ in you is the hope of your glory. Can I read that again? Yes. It says, because thou hast made the Lord which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. So the apostle, the bishop, the apostle should make this decision. You have to make that decision too. God cannot trust you. How can he help you? Some of us are living under his grace and his mercies. But make a conscious effort to establish yourself in the habitation of God, in the dwelling place, return with me. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. It's the promise of God. It's the promise of God. So when wicked things are happening around, don't let that sink into your heart to take over the promise of God for your life. Why? Because evil is engineered by evil, but our God is a good God. He even makes evil turns into our good. Yes. How about that? It is important for you to understand that he is a covenant maker and a covenant keeper. Say that for me. Our God is a covenant maker and a covenant keeper. He didn't initiate his relationship. Sorry, you didn't initiate the relationship. He did. You grew up to become aware of it. 
Like some of you love your parents because you know the sacrifices they've done for you. God is our Father. Love God. Because He's laid so much on the line for your upkeep and for your survival. Anybody here? Yes. Look at Exodus 15. Look at Exodus 15. Those of you who are afraid of sicknesses and diseases, Love the coronavirus. Do you know how many know the coronavirus is still in existence? Mm -hmm. Oh, but he has less power against those that have found a way to avoid him. That's what demons are. When you find his strategy, you are with him. Amen? Mm -hmm. Are you at uh, Exodus 15, 26? Just simple verse. I love this lesson. And and said, if thou wilt do diligently hearken. Exodus 15, 26. Are you there? If thou wilt diligently hearken. Diligent means that put in effort. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Exodus. The second book of the Old Testament. Exodus 15. He said, and he said, and said, if thou wilt Diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians. I like the last part, for I am the Lord that he will be. It's a covenant keeping God. But when you read, from the beginning of the verse, it's only one verse, but it's loaded. loaded. It says, if you diligently hearken to the voice of God. People are not listening to the voice of God anymore. They are looking for prophets. Prophets that have no prophetic proof whatsoever. Prophets who haven't had any kind of prophetic training whatsoever. Who don't have any evidence of the Spirit of God living in them, and we give our lives to them for guidance. That's dangerous. Mm -hmm. So it's hacking to the voice of God. Hacking means that pay particular attention. And don't just pay attention, but put in all your effort to pay attention. Diligent means that you have to work hard to know the difference between the voice of God and the voice of man. And the voice of your own insecure voice in your head. Hacking, diligently hacking to the voice, God will do that which is right. And guide your heart to do that which is right. Which means that as human as we are, sometimes we falter. But if you're diligent in doing what is right, when you go wrong, you don't stay there, you come back. Mm -hmm. Diligently, diligently. And it says, for I am. Anytime you hear the I am, it doesn't change. Our God is not an English grammar. That we use, I am, I will be, and I was. No, it's still the same. I am. Say, I am. I am. If you walk with the I am, your condition is the same no matter how circumstances say it. No matter what circumstances say, your situation is the same. You're a child of God. It says, I am the Lord that you can be. So when you're sick, go to the hospital as a resource, but trust God for your source. Because mm -hmm. He is your healer. Can I give you a last one? Yes. Deuteronomy 5, 7. Deuteronomy 7, and then I'll let you go. We've had a great time today. And bless God that this word is going to bless your heart. 
We're going to continue with this promise series from now. First, I want you to get in the light. Get under the covering of the cloud of the glory of God. Make sure you have a covenant relationship with God, personal covenant relationship. That's why every human being born of a woman needs to be born again. Born again by the Spirit and water. The Word of God and the Spirit of God. Then you become the child of God. And when you become a child of God, you need the voice of God to guide you. Amen. When somebody said, I'm prophesying, listen to the voice that a person is using to prophesy. Is it the voice of God, the voice of the devil, or their own voice? Mm-hmm. Listen to that voice. If you're a child of God, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And strangers' voice they will never follow. So don't take everybody's prophetic word as prophetic word. Maybe they saw your profile on Facebook. They want to use that to call you. It sounds funny, but that's the truth. Our activities on social media can give people ideas of what to tell us. Some people ignorantly buy into it because they don't know the voice of God. How do you practice to hear the voice of God? It's through the word of God. Amen. Because what, what the person is saying so much, what God's word says, and you have an inward witness, which is your spirit, better witness with the person's spirit prophesying to you that what the person is saying is of God. All that I said is in scriptures. If your spirit doesn't bear witness, please, I give you permission, doubt it. Because if you don't doubt it, that's the beginning of your doom. You're being led astray. Because the devil can parade himself as angel of light and prophesy. Deuteronomy. Seven, I said what? Fifteen, right? He had me. Let me go to seven. It says, Thou shalt be blessed above all people. There shall not be male or female barren among you or among your cattle. And the Lord will take away from thee all, not some, all, not some. All, not some, all, 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 not something. Or something like a broken record so that it will sink in. All sicknesses. So categorize all the sicknesses. God will take it away from you. It's his promise. And we'll put none of these diseases of Egypt, the place you came from. Some of us came from a weird, dark place. Now that we are children of God, hold on to the promises of God. God will not put those things that plague them on you. Are you seeing it? God will lay them upon all them that hate thee. Oh my goodness. What a nice scripture. So I will encourage you, don't waste your energy praying against your enemies. God has an answer for them. When they hate you, position yourself and your heart not to bear them grudge. Not to hold them in your heart. Because the moment you do that, the Bible says, vengeance is the Lord. You're always paying that back. God will not come in. Don't waste your energy fighting against your enemies. God. People fast and pray for the enemies to die. You lay a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Who is going to celebrate you when you make it anyway? Do you know your friends already know you make it? Because you walk with you. They know you. They know, hey, this is my girl. This is my guy. It's cool. You'll make it anyway. It's only your enemies God wants to shame and disgrace. So don't pray for them to die. 
Pray that God will preserve them so that when God puts you on top, we'll see you celebrate. God bless you. This is Wisdom Connection. It's been a while. Please share, like our videos. Please post it everywhere because our goal is to let you become enlightened so that you save yourself from the darkness the world is bringing. God bless you.